What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here with Mr. Ryan Muckenhern to discuss yet another cartridge as part of this little Christmas present to all of our cartridge listeners out there. So we don't have this one on the table, unfortunately. So if you're watching, you'll have to use your imagination like those listening out there. But we do have a guy who knows a lot about it in his brain. Uh, so, Ryan, tell us about the 257 Roberts, another very highly requested cartridge. I was surprised to hear that. Yeah? Yes. Explain why. Not, by modern standards, not that fantastic of a cartridge uh, in terms of numbers. And a very old Wildcat, like 30s vintage Wildcat. You take a 7-Mauser, effectively, neck it down to 25 caliber, stuff a 117-grain projectile in it, and you've got this... Modest recoiling, relatively flat shooting center fire cartridge. And there you have it. And there you have it. The 257 Roberts. I think also. Is it one of those? There's nothing great about it. There's nothing wrong with it at the same time. Exactly. Yep. So this is what it is. Yep. Before the advent of the 25 odd six, though, which we've had on this podcast before. Yep. The Roberts was a really good like option for the a flat shooting Western hunting rifle or low recoiling deer rifle. Because it doesn't generate a ton of recoil and its trajectory with a 117 or a 100 or something in that ballpark is, is pretty darn good. I think it's interesting in terms of rifle cartridges. It's one of the very, very few that will carry the plus P designation. So you, long ago before like 357 was very big, they would have yeah. a, a designator on the box that would say plus P, which means additional pressure. Mm-hmm. That's um, like what you see on some pistol ammo. Yeah, correct. So you'd see like 38 special plus P. And then that would typically denote like a law enforcement load or something like that. A little more snooze than, than your standard 38 special. And, and actually, as I'm saying this and I'm thinking out loud, I, am, I don't know that there's another rifle cartridge out there anyways, commercialized, that carries a plus P designation. So you'll see 257 Roberts and 257 Roberts plus P. That was just a hotter loading. How about that? Yeah, pretty neat. I've got a printout here from Hornady. Uh, Ryan is our in-house encyclopedia. I have to print mine. Before uh, every podcast, Jim. But I so realized the last uh, when we did our last little bunch of podcasts here, you had a lot of papers as well, and none of them were used. Yeah, I'm using it now. Oh, all right. Well, I find it actually it's it's quite amazing. I fact check Ryan kind of as we go through. I'm like, oh, dang, he's right. He's got it all. <laughs> but so this is a Hornady load. It's 257 Roberts plus P with 117 grain SST superformance. Yes, right. So those are always a little hot. Um, muzzle velocity of 2945. So to me, I'm looking at that with like, you know, kind of like a hundred-ish grain bullet. That's probably about as fast as you're going to get out of it. Yep. That's hot. So that's that's big note here. This is Hornady Superformance, so proprietary powder blends, like best grades of components used. The stuff is magic uh, in a box. Mark shoots the Superformance 300 Wisms loads. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, they're like... They, what are they? They're out of my the- Able 300 WSM, what, they're 3195? WSM. Um, <laughs> every podcast, every time. Uh, yeah, they're hot. So they like, they up, they up class the caliber, I think quite handily. So they d- you get, you generally get what, about 200 f- feet per second yeah, or more yeah. with those. Yep. Got the 30 out six stuff behind you there too. It's got the yeah. super blown V8 sticking out of the yeah. case. I like that. So if we look at like the historical loading, like the, the Remington 117 grain soft point, I want to say it was like 117 grain soft point at 2590. 2650, somewhere in that ballpark. Is that what we've got right here in this printout? Oh, there you go. Ryan. Printout. Uh, I think it says it's going about 25 something there. There you go. Yep. 
So what when you when you bring up at first, you know, you're a little surprised to see a lot of people requesting this. Yeah. One, I'm wondering, do you suppose that's just because were there a, a lot of guns chambered in this back in the day that um, maybe people are being handed down a fair at this amount point in time? A fair amount. Okay. And there's still some factory chamberings in two fifty seven Roberts. Okay. That's what I was gonna ask. Is anybody yeah. doing that these days? Yeah. Up okay. until recently and, and I'd have to check their website, Kimber offered the eighty four classic in two fifty seven Roberts. Mm. I think they even had a Montana in two fifty seven Roberts. It is a good cartridge. There's nothing wrong with it. And we did an Ackley podcast previously. It's one of the best Ackley cartridges, too. Okay. Yep. So modifying a, a 257 Roberts to what then is called a 257 Improved or a 257 Ackley just carries that name. They drop the Roberts off it, turns it into an in- incredibly different animal. Interesting. Altogether. Now, is that when you're saying there's some modern offerings out there now that have kind of superseded? the 257 Roberts and some of its relevancy. Yeah. Is, is that one of them? Or what else uh, from, What else are you looking at that you're like, well, there's just not enough reason? 25 out 6. Okay. Yeah, that okay. would be that would be the biggest one. That was the, the biggest step above the Roberts um, significantly in a 25 caliber. And that one is caught on like wildfire. It's not really going anywhere. We're seeing a resurgence of it, actually. Yeah. I've had more 25 out 6s in the shop this year than I have in the previous six years. Hmm. So Fascinating. Yeah, which is really cool. But... Nothing wrong with a cartridge, if especially if you're a hand loader, because it's so easy to shoot. It's so mild. It's it's a nice cartridge, and it's everything from mule deer on down, good to go. I'm sure there's been a number of elk probably taken with it as well. Probably, oh. probably moose. I'm sure, but great round. So how how would the twenty five out six then? I know we're not talking about that right now, but we kind of are. How does that compare to the two fifty seven Weatherby? Below it considerably. So okay. the, the Weatherby's okay. a couple hundred feet per second and faster than the fastest 25 out six loading. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was, that was part of the reason why, we, too, in this little series that we've done, we did the 300 Weatherby because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. also had a lot of, we had a lot of requests for a 257 Weatherby podcast. But I think, you know, then we want to do a 257 Roberts because that was requested a lot. But in this 257 Roberts, when we talk a lot about just the 25 caliber yep. bullet, mm-hmm. it's kind of, well, like you said, there's been you know there's a resurgence. You've seen a lot of twenty five out sixes yep. come through, but still, I feel like it doesn't get all of the notoriety or whatever as the thirty cals and the sixes mm-hmm. and the yeah. six fives and stuff like that. Why is that? Is that is that yet another one of those things where people see twenty five and they start? Is it a mental barrier? Yeah, is well, it a I, mental uh, certainly. Thing? I can't kill anything with a quarter bore. Well, much like much like the two forty three again, which we've talked about here, a lot of people assign like a youth. Ladies thing to it. I took a ration of you know what when I bought a 243 when yeah, I went I know, to Cabela's. Yeah, I remember you telling us that. It's again a, a bullet diameter bracketed on either side by wildly more successful bullet diameters. And I would say without really, really exceptional reason when we're talking about hunting. So in the case of the 25 caliber stuff, you've got sixes on one side that are shooting fairly close to comparable weight bullets with higher ballistic coefficients, with higher yeah. sectional densities than you have 25s which the historical loadings of 25 caliber bullets were generally flat base round noses or lightweight spitzers, mm. like a 117 spitzer. Okay. And then on the other side of that, you have the 6.5s, which we all know by now the 6.5s are super popular because the bullet design is super sleek and you can get very heavy and high BC and great sectional density. And I think that was probably one of the bigger factors in why they didn't like light it up. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with modern projectile technology... Like there's that that blackjack bullet that that ace I think they call it 25 caliber I think it's 121 grain. There's some new stuff uh, coming out every year from the long range match bullet makers. 
Oh, it's like Nosler's Acubond, mm-hmm. um, Hornady's GMX, Hornady's uh, SST, the Barnes uh, TTSX loadings. There is zero things wrong with the 25 caliber option. Their BCs are more than fine. Their retained weight is exceptional. Their velocities are great. It just it didn't get the same kind of pizzazz that the sixes and six yeah. fives did. It, it does seem like it's a perfectly adequate, actually extremely well-performing cartridge. Yeah. But th- like you said, there's kind of somewhat better mousetraps with similar attributes on either side of it. Yeah, That's a very crowded area of the spectrum. Super crowded. In ammunition, cartridges, bullet yep. diameters, all that stuff, and just bullet designs and, avail- and options. Lots, lots of stuff going on there. And as we mentioned, I mean... You know, we, we compare recoil across the board, and, and some people even get on our case when we're even talking about recoil when we're saying, you know, 25 calibers and, and, uh, and 6.5 Creedmoors and, and stuff like that. It's, it is all relative. But, I mean, when you do look at and you shoot a 6.5 Creedmoor, you can shoot it all day. Yep. And so then when somebody says, well, it's, you know, 25 whatever, uh, 25-06 or 257 Roberts will have even less recoil. I guess I, I look at that and I'm like, would less recoil be nice? Sure. But... I, I'm already kind of fine, you know. Yep, yep. And it's it's kind of a flavor of a week thing, too. I, I remember in 07 when the Creedmoor came out, people were like, ah, it's a fat. Now look at it. It's crazy. That pendulum will swing. We talk about that all the time. That pendulum will swing. What would, uh, if you could have one rifle in 257 mm. Bob, what would it be? I would say either a Remington Model 7 man liquor stock, so it was Model mm. 7 MS, a Winchester Model 70, or I, I'd like to do something a little wild. Parent case on this one's a seven Mauser. Have a commercial Mauser done in 257 Roberts. Hmm. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. I like all those options. Yep. They all just sound classy. Yep. It's a classy cartridge. That's a, yes, it is. It I is. think a, the, a very fondly of the customers that I've had over the years, um, one of them now no longer with us, Al Brinkman, he, sat, he settled on the 257 Roberts as the ultimate deer cartridge. How about that? Yep. Hmm. He said it was the best. I don't think he would have bought a Creedmoor, but he did He did love the Roberts. Al said. Yep. Al said. Al said. And so it was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you, and I don't even it could have been just one person who commented on every video, but it, it seemed like a lot. So for those of you who were requesting the 257 Roberts, hopefully this struck your fancy. And uh, yes, stay tuned for more of these. I think we are recording one more for a little special here. So uh, see you then. See you. Bye. Bye.